Here we are, Megan. It's the final day. Our <laughs> final chat about this three-day fast, which I'm gonna say three-day fast from hell. That's what I'm gonna refer uh. to it as a bit of. So um it's over and I'm so glad it's over. Uh yeah. there was a lot of people who were like, Eve, you like did 10 days and you're fussing about three days. Megan has taught me and I have proven it every fast is different. So yep. welcome to the show. I am Eve Mayer with fastinglane.com and I have the amazing Megan Ramos with me from the fastingmethod.com. Um, for some reason, Megan like sounds and looks great today. Megan, what kind of fasting have you been doing in my support? <laughs> Tell everybody. A steak and oyster fast, pretty much. <laughs> oh, Megan, that's fine. I'm not jealous of you. But seriously, you look and like you look great. You sound great. I you're Thank you. not to say that you're not always enthusiastic, but you're more enthusiastic and like more on top of it than usual. You sound awesome. Yeah, I've been really sick the last couple of years and I just thought I was burned out. So I made my husband take me to the Bahamas and it didn't help. And then I realized <laughs> that that something more was going on. Um, and so I've been figuring it out. But actually, I think the last 24 hours have been a real turning point. I actually feel like I just got back from a six month vacation. Um, so it's just really, it's really wild. But a number of stress can do on your system. Um, but hopefully today is the first victory day of many in the next few months. So I'm feeling pretty optimistic. Yeah. yeah that's amazing. <laughs> that's Megan. All right, guys. So here's what happened. On New Year's Eve at 7 p.m. Central Time, I stopped eating after my meal. And then I did, was planning to not eat again until yesterday, uh, January 3rd of 2020 at 7 p.m. Central Time. Megan has been guiding me with daily coaching, which we've captured on video. You can find this all at fasting.fyi forward slash T-H-R-E-E. That's fasting.fyi forward slash three spelled out. Um, and this one will be up right after we get finished. So what happened? Um, first day, not too bad. Uh, we planned this fast month, months ago, so it wasn't really movable. We couldn't say, ah, let's just, you know, move it because we wanted to help people and support people because we know that a lot of you get motivated at the beginning of the year. Um, I started on this new life at the beginning of the year in 2018 and it's stuck. So don't listen to everybody who's like, oh, you're going to start something new year. You're going to be given up in two weeks. Well, you don't have to be that person. You can do what you want to do. So um, the second day was tougher. I had a, a friend whose funeral I was going to go to the next day, and I just feel like it was really odd. For the first time, I wasn't all consumed by the fast. I kind of thought like twice I forgot I was fasting, um, which never happens for me. <laughs> and um, it wasn't like, for the first time, it wasn't the main focus of what I was doing in life. And once again, I am a year and a half, getting close to two years into this practice. Um, and Megan was telling us yesterday that it takes two years to really get it, which I didn't realize. I just thought I was really slow. Um, so a couple of people have commented and been like, Eve, like, just keep doing it. You're going to learn to love it. And I think you're wrong. Like, I really do. Um, <laughs> I don't love it. I do not love extended fasting. I do love intermittent fasting. I really do. And Megan, I'd like you to talk a little bit about, is that okay? Like, is it okay 
to just use intermittent fasting to just like most days not have breakfast and just just eat lunch and dinner. Now I also eat very well for almost two years for two years now I have eaten very well. I eat low carb. I eat high healthy fat. I eat a lot of grass fed meat. I eat green vegetables and. I feel like that also plays a huge part in this. And for me, the best combination is eating well and fasting. Some people do one or the other and they have to find what's good for them. But like all these people who are like, Eve, you're going to learn to love these extended fasts. I don't think I will, Megan. And so I want your opinion. Is it because I'm still not two years into this? Or are there just some people that like intermittent fasting is enough. What, why do I have to do these extended fights? Why am I making myself do this, Megan? Help me. It's a personal challenge, right? So, and you see other people doing it, so you want to do it. And I think that's why so many people in the Facebook group or in the fasting method program or, you know, who follow, follow your work in life in the fasting lane and the podcast, they hear all these inspirational stories and, and they want to challenge themselves to do it too. Also our human, I think a lot of people, our human nature is like, well, we did one day of fasting and we want to you know, miraculously be better. And I'm like, I'm no exception to the rule. Like I started taking this medication to boost my blood pressure and I was really ticked off that in 12 hours, I didn't have the blood pressure of like a young, healthy 20 year old. And it's like, oh, come on, Megan. And then like, I started giving myself all of the internal self-talk that I would give to anyone that I work with. Um, so the longer fast do get us to our goal places. Um, sometimes faster. Now, when Jason and I started our, our in-clinic fasting program, we only did intermittent fasting. In fact, we had patients sign a contract saying they would not fast beyond 36 hours. And we had so much, that, that success of that pilot spawned the entire program, all of Jason's books, like everything that we've done to date. And that was just from intermittent fasting and the success we were having with 24 and 36 hour fasts. Um, did we start doing longer fasts with our patients? Absolutely. You've heard us both talk about it a number of times. But these patients that we would say, hey, do a seven day fast or do a 10 day fast, these are people that are like hanging off the cliff in terms of their health. If they don't get their sugars down and get that infection on their foot under control in a matter of days, they're going to lose that foot. Like these are serious circumstances where we recommended extended fasting. Mm -hmm. And every now and then I work with a woman who has really, really low estrogen levels, postmenopausal, who's just not losing weight. And we might need to do a longer fast to the extreme to shake things up. Um, but those are really the only circumstances where we need to do a longer fast. Most of the time, intermittent fasting is great. You know, uh, to, to a comment, a 16 or an 18 hour fast is just great for living healthy. If you're happy with where your health markers are, doing a 16 or 18 hour fast daily will keep you there. Um, We'll keep you there most likely. And over time, you should even still notice improvements in your health, but it's a lot longer time frame. Um, but it's a great way to live right now. Like I've decided today I'm going to just start doing 16, 18 hour fasts myself after going through some health things. And I'm excited about it. And I know it will be beneficial for me. 
Um, but the 24 and 36 hour intermittent fasting. So if you're someone watching, you know, looking to regain control of your waistline or your health, you know, as long as you do it consistently, you're going to get all of the same results as the people who do these longer fasts more regularly. And to be honest, most people who do extended fasting, like maybe the, at most they do it once or once a month or once every other month or a couple times a year. But if you're doing intermittent fasting two or three times a week, that adds up to a lot of fasting days at the end of the year. And you're actually doing more fasting than your counterparts who might do like a five to seven day fast every six to eight weeks. So it's better to be more consistent with the fasting. You know, if you only go to the gym like one week after New Year's, one week before bathing suit season, one week at the end of the summer, like you're really not going to be that much stronger or that much more fit or mobile or flexible by the end of the year. But if you go, you know, two or three times a week for, you know, 48 out of 52 weeks of the year, minus vacations, you're going to end the year with more mobility, more bone strength, more muscle mass. So you don't really need to do these extreme things. When the, one of the things I've noticed since switching into this career path is how extreme we are by nature. Um, if one day of fasting is good for us, then like, people think a 300 days of fasting must be 300 times better for us when that's actually not the case at all. I, Megan, I, I'm so in love with you. I love everything <laughs> that you just said. That was amazing and I needed to hear it. So um, a lot of you that I'm talking with online say, oh, Eve, I, I do a five-day fast and it's, it's, a, it's just so easy now. And I do a seven-day fast and it's so easy and it's working for you and it's improving your health. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you should change that. Like you found something that works for you and that's so cool. But extended fasting for me just really blows chunks. I <laughs> do not like it. And my daughter and my husband who have put up with me for the past three days, because I'm not as nice when I fast, um, she was like, please just don't do this again. Like, she's like, when you eat low carb and you don't eat breakfast, you are awesome. When you do extended day fast, you're really awful. And hearing that from your kid <laughs> is something you need to listen to. Like she had a really smart way of putting it. And I don't think I've treated my husband and my daughter very well the past couple of days as compared to the level of standards I try to hold myself to. And I am not going to do, I'm, I'm committing to not do an extended fast again, unless I need it for a health problem for at least a year, because mm -hmm. it's not for me. Now there were extenuating circumstances this time and you can't plan for that. Actually, you can plan for that. You can say, I'm going to call this fast because I have these emotional issues that are happening and there'll be a better time for it. Um, but I didn't, I didn't want to do that because I wanted to be there for people online. I wanted us to do this and help people do it. And I want y'all to know I'm probably a weird character to, to watch fast because I'm so bad at it. Um, but I think it's, it's really necessary because I, when I got into this and I learned from Megan and Jason, I wanted to go out there and see, honestly, real people who were not as smart as them and see what they had to do and see how the experience was for them. And what I found was a lot of people talking about how easy it was and how great it was and how just like it was euphoria. Once again, still never had a day of euphoria fasting ever. Had many days of euphoria after a ribeye. Um, and so I, I couldn't find somebody I could relate to. So I just really thought that if I shared my story about 24 years of obesity, three bariatric surgeries, rehab for binge eating, 
I'm just super exceptional at failing at this. And, um, and then just being real, not the best at fasting. And I wanted people to hear it because probably the way that you are struggling right now is a way I have struggled at some point. And I can tell you the truth about it. So what I have learned in a year and a half of fasting for me is intermittent fasting is something that I hated at first and completely enjoy now. I really enjoy it. I'm not hungry in the morning. I feel better than I've ever felt. I like to work out fasted. And I simply did not have this knowledge. I didn't have this knowledge. No doctor ever said this to me. They said bariatric surgery, binge eating, rehab, diets, exercise, calories in, calories out. No one ever said this to me. And so my biggest goal is to say these options to you in an open way so you can figure out if it's something for you. So I am pretty emotional today. Um, and if you're like, Eve, your skin looks so good. It does. Thank you. Um, I would like to say it's all because of the fasting. I'll get up like this, got like a couple of sweats, but I did have like a baller microdermabrasion yesterday. I just want you to know there's lipstick, no makeup. So I'm, I'm really, really good. So I think like doing the fasting, like the multi-day fasting does make your skin look amazing. And if you combine it with like a facial or an at-home, you know, something, you look amazing. So that looks like you went to the Bahamas for a week, you know? So what <laughs> happened yesterday is I was really over it. Um, I really wanted to stop. Had I not been doing this online and, and, and in the hopes of educating people, I would have stopped. And people gave me really great feedback about you should stop or you shouldn't stop or whatever. And it was interesting to hear. And only you can make that decision for yourself of when to stop or when to continue on. I chose to continue on. It was really tough. Um, and then my daughter and I have been getting really sick for like the past three weeks. We had the flu, even though we had a flu shot, we had pharyngitis, we had sinusitis. We got to Christmas with our family, but I was not sick, but I was so tired that I slept through most of it was really, which was really lame for my parents. I'm sure. Cause I just slept like a baby the whole time and would get up and try to party and get the party in and then go back to sleep. So my daughter and I came back home and we both had an ear issues and throat issues. So we went back to the doctor and just like, Hey, I'm sick of this. So yesterday our doctor gave us a B12, each of us, a B12 shot and a short and long term, longer steroid shot. And I very rarely get a steroid shot or take steroids. It's something I try to hold back on. I try to do like when I really need it every few years, because I understand there's some risks and there's some pluses and there's those things to wait. Last night during the night, I was incredibly sick for hours, like very nauseated, incredibly dizzy. Um, my husband took care of me. Uh, I couldn't, I, I felt terrible. My daughter, before she went to bed and during the night too, was also really dizzy and it woke up kind of nauseated too. So I don't think it was, I think it was both of us. I think it was the shot. Now our throat and our ear feels better, which is nice. And we're trying to get back to life and go back to work and school. But I think I had a very severe reaction. And I'm curious to know if you know, I, I didn't tell my doctor I had fasted. I don't keep it a secret from him. He knows and he supports, he supports what I do. Um, but I was feeling so crappy yesterday and so emotional after the funeral that I just forgot to tell him like, hey, I had to eat for three days. And then I took those shots. And then last night I was incredibly sick to my stomach, incredibly dizzy, crying like a mess for three to four hours, which is why I'm not the best today. Um, what did I do wrong? Should I have told him that? Did I totally screw up? Was that, is it related? Like I'm confused. 
I mean, everyone, to, to your best capacity in the moment, you should always try to make your doctor as most informed, but you yeah. did not. Like we have, um, Jason and I have seen patients in clinic that like for severe pain get like 30 injections a week and we yeah. still fast them for like seven days, like during the injections after. So funny you mentioned um, uh, dizziness because I'm, I'm taking a steroid to boost my blood pressure right now. And this morning when I grabbed the bottle from the fridge, I looked at it and said may cause dizziness. And I'm like, what the heck? I'm, I'm taking this to, um, to counteract my <laughs> dizziness. Yeah, how weird. Um, but it's it's like this big massive label on the on the bottle. Um, but in, in general, uh, dizziness and GI upset, like uh, so upset tummy, anywhere from bloating, constipation, diarrhea, the whole kit and caboodle are the biggest and most prominent side effects of uh, taking steroids. But Megan, um, I, I have never had that in the past when I took steroids. I felt like a beast. I was up all the time. I had tons of energy and I ate everything and gained 10 pounds usually. And now that I feel I'm in this new body, the steroids, I, I don't know, it made me very, very sick. So like, what's the difference? It's, you know, it, you should uh, always take food with steroids to help reduce. Even a shot? You. It was a shot. So I don't know. Even a shot. It would, okay. would have been wise to eat after. Now that being said, we fast patients in clinic on prednisone all the time. Okay. I um, I don't eat till like one or two p.m. and I take three steroid tablets before then and I'm fine. It's like metformin. So for many people out there um, that are following this fast, they take metformin because they're pre-diabetic, borderline diabetic, diabetic, and all of the time, like every day, I probably get like a dozen emails. Same thing. Can I take metformin when I'm fasting? Well, you know, metformin theoretically shouldn't make you go hypoglycemic. Um, but it, it can be really gnarly on your digestive tract. So what Jason then has always done is, well, it's probably, it's better to t try to see if the metformin can help mitigate some of the high blood sugars that you might have while you're fasting and take more insulin. Um, so let's see. And let's have you come back to the clinic in a week. And if you tell us that you're vomiting and having crazy diarrhea, then, um, then obviously you can't take metformin. Uh, but it's 50-50. Like I could never make a solid bet on a patient coming into the yeah. clinic whether they're going to be sick on it or, or not. So in the past, perhaps when you've had more food in your system and getting the shot, it might have helped mitigate the side effects <laughs> of it a bit. Um, but I would say it's, it's most likely related to, to, um, to the steroids in, in general. And it was just more yeah. noticeable because your tummy was empty. But you yeah, didn't do anything I, like terrible. Well, no, I, I got the steroid shot in the morning at 11. And I broke my fast at 7 p.m. I got sick yeah. at like 11 that night. Um, but mostly dizziness. I, I don't, I don't, I've had a longer fast. I've broken a fast. I ate lots of food. My, my stomach was an issue. And then this morning it was fine, like more than fine. So I did like, let's go back to the good stuff. Thank you. Thank you for answering those questions, Megan. And it was interesting. I think I was very stressed out yesterday and emotional yesterday too, which yeah. I think affected uh, my health. It sounded like your steroid, internal steroid levels are already really high given the circumstances. Yeah. And then the injection on top of that was a little bit more extreme uh, given yeah. your own body's production that day. Yeah, I feel today, I feel 
I'm not hungry yet. Cause I don't get hungry usually until noon or one, but, um, I had coffee, I had water. I feel better today. I feel very, very, very tired. Uh, like I just don't want to do anything. And so I will get back to that as soon as our call ends, but here's how I broke my fast at seven o'clock at night. I always break my fast with a piece of bacon and that bacon tastes better than really anything in the world. And it was amazing. <laughs> and then, um, I have a fantastic boss who gifted me these incredible ribeyes, like sent us this giant box of delicious ribeyes for Christmas. And I just felt like she really knows me. So thank you. <laughs> like she just knows me and they're just like fatty and beautiful. And Levi, my husband cooked them in the sous vide for two hours, finished them in butter in the pan. And they just happened to be, and he said it too, uh, they just happened to be like the best steak we've ever had. And so I ate that. And then I had some like Parmesan crackers uh, with like some seeds on them and uh, some fresh albacore tuna salad on that. Um, it was amazing. Like the food after a fast is just so damn good and just feels so heavenly. Um, and it was, it was, it was amazing. And I, I, like for several hours, I felt really great. I enjoyed the food. It was, it was wonderful. And for those of you that want to know about weight, I started this three day fast at 191.8. I'm going to say something a little personal. Didn't go to the bathroom in a certain way until this morning and, um, lost during this three day fast, six pounds. So 185.6 today is a lot to me. Um, and I'm very excited about that. Once again, you got to understand the mindset I'm coming from my ultimate goal weight. My dream goal weight was 195 pounds. And I just look at it each day and here I am at 185 pounds. And I'm just like, I think that's another thing too. Like for me, this is great. And now I'm just kind of curious. Could I get to the one seventies? I'm just kind of curious. And the way I'm going to do it is eating whole foods and eating well, exercising with weights and doing intermittent fasting. So I'm going to tell my family today. No more extended fasting until <laughs> at the very earliest next year, and it'll be three days. Um, Megan, somebody wrote in and said they really need to know how they can find your pickle juice recipe. It's very important. Oh, <laughs> um, so it's up on the fastingmethod.com on the membership dashboard. Um, we have over over 40 handouts, I think. Um, there's recipes, fat fasting recipes, pickle juice recipes, broth recipes for bone broth or vegetarian broth, um, as well as, you know, fasting schedules, fasting guides, eating guides, grocery shopping lists, the whole kit and a caboodle. So we got, a, we have a lot of information in the handout section. Perfect. Thank you so much for that. Um, I tell you what, I had been drinking in past multi-day fast. I had been drinking pickle juice in the evening. And after you told us about drinking it in the morning and a half a cup, which was definitely more than I was drinking, I tried that <laughs> and it made a huge difference. Like I, it made the amount of difference it made and how hungry I felt and how good I felt was really like incredible. So drink your dang pickle juice in the morning. Make sure it doesn't have any sugar in it. Um, it, it really helps out a lot. Rim the salt glass like you're having a fancy drink. Go to a cocktail party and hold that glass and they'll just think you're having like this fancy drink and it'll be pickle juice with salt rim. That'll be wonderful. So try Megan's trick with that. A lot of people have asked me what book should they start with? What book do you read? If you go to fastinglane.com forward slash library, you're going to see some links to some books. I think the best book you can always read is the first book I read, which is The Obesity Code by Dr. Jason Fung. Um, there's a link to that book there. And uh, The Complete Guide to Fasting is really good. Um, and there's all kind of good stuff coming out, especially 
Life in the Fasting Lane by me and Megan and Dr. Fung. And it is available for pre-order. You can get the link to that at fastinglane.com or you can go straight to Amazon and you can check that book out. But in that book, I think um, I talk a lot about my story and the trials and tribulations of wrapping my brain around this. Megan, tell a bit about your sections because the knowledge you bring to the table is just really rare. I don't think anybody else has it. First, you know, um, we get lots of opportunities to write books and like the obesity code, the, the all the other stuff. And I've got a couple of other books that I'm working on. It takes time. Um, but when Eve approached Jason and I, I just remember in clinic, Jason saying like, this is like, we need this. And I didn't know Eve. I barely, like, I barely knew her. She was coming to Toronto in like a week's time to, with her husband to meet Jason and I in person. And he's like, read some of these, these like posts that you've sent, sent to me. And I read it and I was like, holy cow, like, this is how like all of our patients, particularly our female patients feel on the inside. And they're just so, so, they're just afraid to say it out loud like and they feel so lost in this and well on facebook groups like our facebook group the obesity code network there's so many awesome success stories like this morning i saw five you know just in a matter of seconds but there's so many people on there that are saying like gosh this is so not easy for me and this is so tough and i've been doing this for so long and i'm not loving it and i'm not feeling great what's wrong with me and they feel even more broken and they get discouraged um and it's really hard to to watch um watch these women and you know try to support them and try to break them out of their shell and to start talking about these things. Um, so Eve's got a really, Eve, your story is really incredible. And like every day we get so many emails, can I fax with bariatric surgery? What about binge eating disorder? What about food addictions, carb addictions, like all this other stuff. And these people like they, in their emails, they say, we feel like losers. I'm like, you shouldn't because none of this is your fault. And we can totally rewire you and get you back on track. And it's not gonna be a great experience, but that's okay. We're here to help you and we're here to provide you with support. So in, in the book, uh, Life in the Fasting Lane, it's so needed because so many of you listening today, you feel so alone and you're not alone. And Eve is literally like, Eve, you've been through it all. Um, so Eve really uh, is upfront and shares her story. And then um, myself and Jason, uh, Jason really gets into the doctor science aspect of it. Um, but, you know, I go to share that, hey, like this just isn't Eve. You know, this is like the 10 or 14,000 other women that I've worked with too. And they're not alone and this is work for them and this is why it's work for them. And you know, this is, this is how we've had to tweak things or organize things. And you know, so it's just, it's really sort of, you give that best friend voice to everyone. And then I think my contribution is saying, hey, and this is just like all of these other people that I've worked with, you know, uh, and all these other women, younger, older, in between, and you know, why fasting has worked for them. Megan, thank you so much for that. Listen, guys, I don't care what your health is right now or what weight you're at right now. This secret thought that you have, if you have it, that you feel ashamed and like a just broken loser and something's wrong with you, you're wrong. You're just straight up wrong. And I think this information and this possibility is something for you to explore and make your own decision and stop having other people make these decisions for you. 
we're not telling you what to do. We're giving you options of what has worked for us, what has worked for other people so you can explore it because only you will be able to understand it if you see if it works or doesn't work for you. Um, Megan and Jason and I really want to help people and we would love for you to buy our book, Life in the Fasting Lane. But if you don't have the money to buy it, wait until it's in the library and go check it out. Mm -hmm. Or go sign up for the free resources on thefastingmethod.com today. Go sign up for the free stuff on fastinglane.com today. There's free stuff. There's lots of information out there. We think the book is, is amazing. And that's why we put it together. And we think it's going to help a lot of people. But we just want you to have the information. And we want you to today be free of that shame that is holding you back of making the choices you want to do for yourself because you're not a freaking loser. I'm not a freaking loser and neither are Jason and Megan. So there, that's my piece to, for today. To Eve's point, you're not the only one. Um, both Jason and I are big foodies. Like Jason and I, massive foodies. My husband, Angel, who's our chief operating officer, major, major foodie. So like when we fast, none, like none of us go into a fast thinking, whoop-de-doo, you know, like this is going to be great. Um, it's a therapeutic treatment for us that we do um to you know for our health it's not something where i wake up and i'm like oh i'm going to fast today and i'm like oh man no bacon no steak no oysters you know but yeah. i'm doing it because it's it's good for me it's similar to going to the gym i can't tell you how many mornings i cried walking to the gym but i felt awesome leaving the gym and i'm like okay this is why i do it um and you know every time i get good blood test results you know, I'm like, okay, this is why I fast. This is why I do it. Um, so it's, you know, if you're out there and you love fasting, like all the power to you, that's amazing. But if you're out there and you're struggling like Eve, just know that like all these gurus too, we love our food. We love eating. We just have to balance it out with fasting so we can continue to enjoy eating and, and being the the good foodies that we are. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to talk a lot more more about feasting in 2020, because I think you're so right. Like I just had this misconception that people who fasted are people who were fit, just didn't really care about food. Like they just didn't care that much. And I'm like, I can never be like them. I love food. <laughs> Eating is Me one too. of my favorite activities. Um, and so this year I'm going to spend more time on talking about how great it is to eat how to eat the foods that make me feel good, how my mind is shifting to wanting the things that make me feel good, which took me a long time, but it's getting there. And it's really, it's, it's really cool to desire a ribeye instead of a piece of cake is the weirdest thing I I've ever experienced. And I just thought when people told me that they were full of crap, I'm sorry, I love that, <laughs> but I really thought y'all were full of crap, but I'm there now. <laughs> Um, and, and it's, it's really, you know, I fantasize about ribeyes now. So it's really great. I'm going to talk more about this year because I think it's really important. Um, I'm at 185 pounds, which is awesome. Uh, I'd like to go get a DEXA scan at the end of this month with my family, my daughter, who's 13. Uh, we really struggled to be like, let's not obsess about the weight. Let's, let's, let's look at the body fat percentage and the visceral fat and let's go learn. And so it seems kind of silly maybe to some people, but we have the money and we're going to go get a DEXA scan as a family. So we can understand not just that number on the scale, but like, where is our muscle mass? How is it growing? What areas is it in? What does visceral fat mean? Um, because I really did her a disservice the first 11 years of her life with the, the way I had her eat and the modeling that I set up before her. And I'm, I'm trying to right the wrongs that I have done 
Um, and sometimes I'm a little too much with it, which I learned from my husband and daughter yesterday. Uh, but fair, fair. I agree. And um, she has been phenomenal. She's made a lot of different choices for herself and she's uh, lost some fat and gained some muscle. And I just, I couldn't be more impressed with her. Let's talk real quick about Levi. Levi is my husband. He's 45 years old, really never been like super overweight, just like gained a little weight here. Has, does intermittent fasting with me. Decided to do this three day fast. I just want to tell y'all, he stopped on the second day at lunch. <laughs> so he... <laughs> I was really stressful. I'm sure we had some really stressful times. I was not the best. And on day two, he went and had a poke bowl followed by a candy bar, which is not something <laughs> he typically eat. So I'm telling on him and I'm sure he's monitoring this right now. And like, but, uh, yeah. So I just want to say, yes, perhaps men sometimes lose weight faster on a fast, but you know, in this case, I was able to sustain it and he was not, however, he did lose some weight. He did did feel better. And the next day got right back after it and did a 24. I think for this family, the answer is intermittent fasting. It's, it's what is good for us. It's taken me two years, a year and a half, once again, slow learner to figure out that we're intermittent fasters. That's what we are. And I just really support all of you in doing as little work as possible for the health and hotness that you deserve. Like it, why should it be complicated? Why should you, should you force yourself to do stuff that is unnecessary? If I ever get cancer, if I ever get uh, pre-diabetes, I will do longer fasts and I will employ a doctor and I will employ the fastingmethod.com to walk me through that. But until then, intermittent fasting and this hot ass body is what <laughs> I am going to do. Megan, any closing words as we wrap up our final day? Um, yeah, so on that note, um, the key to intermittent fasting and making it successful is just consistency. And the more consistent you are with it, you're going to wake up like Eve, like you, and you're not going to want to eat till one o'clock every day. And it's going to get easier and you're going to like it. And before you know it, it's just going to be part of your daily routine. So stick with the intermittent fasting because it's sustainable you can maintain it over years where you can't necessarily do that with extended fasting. I do a few extended fasts a year because my family gene pools a mess for cancer and all kinds of neurological conditions. Um, but it's not something I strive for every week, but you know, it will happen just like, like Eve. So just be consistent with it. You can't do something one or two or three times and expect it to become easy. Habits take weeks and sometimes even months to form. So just stick with it. And before you know it, you'll be saying the exact same stuff Eve said to us today about, hey, I like this. It's great. I can sustain it every day. I'm not hungry till one o'clock. Like, how cool is that? You know, and, and now you have this habit that's going to keep you looking hot, looking young and keeping you healthy. So practice, practice makes perfect, right? Yes. Thank you so much, Megan, for coaching me through this. I, I couldn't, <laughs> a fact. And so I'm so grateful to you and the fasting method. Um, this is it. We're done. We're not coming back. Send us questions. <laughs> We're here on our sites. Uh, this will be up on the podcast over the next couple of weeks and um, let us know how you're doing and, and find your way and to your health and hotness. Megan? Yeah. Happy passing. <laughs> Bye, Bye, Megan. Happy, happy New Year. Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs>